Fuck this show and this fucking movie. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Malice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host, alongside me the world-weary, cotton-weary, Jake Geary, Scoop McNary, tougher than Hid, one of the sweetest things you'll ever meet. Justin, what the hell's it going, sir? Oh, man, it's going, I'm, I'm here with you. We're not We're not um, doing the virtual call tonight. We're in Brownwall proper. Wow. Yeah. It's good to be back. Yeah, um, it's electric. Doing it for real. Yeah, you do. You spend a lot of time in this uh, studio. Yes. You lay out the sounds of your bands. You guys play in here, and now we're doing podcasts. What else are you doing here? Oh, man. You know, sometimes I come in here just to get away from it all. Right. Decompress. I'll lay in that couch you're on right there, cat with me. Just let the world take me by surprise. You uh, have a bunch of um, soundproofing. F- I don't know what, they, what that stuff is. Is it, it's, is it foam, fuzz, padding? Yeah. Uh, it, you have it on one wall only. Yeah, it just bounces into it. It's not what you call a, an A++ uh, studio when it comes to that, but it gets the job. I don't know, man. I think it's pretty good. Do you have anything on your wish list for this one, the studio that you'd like to get? Three times the size, three times the equipment, yeah. and one more listener for God's sake. We sent out some stickers. Yeah, we got more coming. And you created a new sticker. Are you have an idea for a third sticker I already yet? have two more designs. You do? See, I don't even know about these. You know about one of them. I do? You know about one that says Super Zoom on it. Okay, I can't remember it. I guess we decided to do it in person. Uh, we have we watched the movie in question and together. Why? And now we're recording. Steve, our our good friend Steve, was here uh, on Saturday. He he stopped by at night with his family. They were at the fair, mm-hmm. and he took both his daughter and his wife in here to see this place where he spends oh so much time. Just to prove he's rocking out. And what did they think of the? It was it was sort of like when you watch that documentary about the Beatles when people walked into Abbey Road. You know, right. you could tell mm-hmm. that a, an unearthly glow forms over them. You could tell they were a little jawstruck. Your, your, your cat comes in here so much you could call it Tabby Road. Come on now. That's good. Speaking of, Oz was just in here. He'll be um, he'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back for the recording. Now that we're not virtual, he probably won't come and gnaw on me, which is a good thing. Well, I'm here. You think that has something to do with him just disappearing right away. No, I know he's friendly towards me. I just I, I just put a, a light on a lizard tank that's ground level, and that's his favorite show to watch now. So <laughs> I think he's distracted for the time being. Right. And there will be an incident where he knocks the heat lamp and burns this place to smither. <laughs> Until then, we will record. It's a good way to go, you know? Like a great white concert. Oh, God. 
Jesus. Yeah, so we are one-third of the way into October, about to enter the 66% mark of October. Yeah, we're celebrating the month, I think, of October. And, uh, you know, as a tribute to the actor Tobin Bell, best known for, for this for his role in the Saw franchise playing Jigsaw. Now, was, did you see the last Saw movie? I saw the Chris Rock one. Mm-hmm. And was he in it? No. I think there may have been his, his effigy someplace. Okay. I've only seen the first and last Saw movies. I think I saw one and two, and then I stopped. Welcome, Oz. Here he is. His ears are burning. Making his presence known. Rubbing with the microphone stand. He's like, oh, is someone talking about Tobin Bell? Let me pad my little cute feet in here and there he is very vocal cat does he ever wake you up you're trying to take a like a tasty nap and he's wakes you no, up no he he is he, he he puts you to sleep he doesn't wake you up he he I, I fall asleep downstairs more often than i care to admit because he comes and puts me to sleep how old of a man is he? he's older he's probably nine ten. Oh, look at this you don't even know the rescue you got him from a pound or mm-hmm. something i yeah. mean yeah how could someone abandon this little one a little tiny man was he? He's made up for lost time. Enough about his ass. Anything interesting going on? For me? Got the in-laws in town and uh, got my sister-in-law and one of my nephews here. And that's why we had, I had to come over because there's not a lot of room to record in my house. While they know I do a podcast, they, yeah, they don't know how good it is. They had trouble understanding why we were doing the movie Malice. <laughs> Which so is, I explained to them, I sat them all down and I walked them through the, how we're celebrating the month of Tobin. And I got angry and then I stormed out. This movie is not available on any streaming services right now, but for four ninety nine, you can own it on Apple. And play along with the movie microscope. Is that what we're asking people to do? I don't know. That sucks Like that you can't stream this movie because no one's going to buy it. Who's buying this? Most people have seen it already, I'm guessing. It's kind of a must, right? Right. Tobin Bell has been in many a movie, and we have picked so far The Firm and this one, and he is collectively in those films. Like, if you add his time together, it's it's probably about six minutes of screen time. Carefully orchestrated, Justin. <laughs> the next Tobin movie, do you have an idea what... I've got to see what he's in less of. Because I wonder if we could get a movie where he does show up in more than a few scenes. Well, there's not a lot of him out there, to be honest. What does that mean? He's in a lot of stuff. But he's a character actor. He doesn't I know, really... I know, He comes in, looks creepy, and leaves. That's true. Yeah. Plays a, a savory character in this. He does um, have a Twitter account, and I found he was a... Um, he's a fan of the the climate hero, Greta... Is it Thurn, Thurnberg? How do you say her name? Greta... Gerwig. Thurnberg. Scotty. Yeah, Thun, Thunberg. Thunberg, something like that, and um, yeah, he and he likes he likes her a lot. So, he, so he's very that's a cause of Tobin, for her. and you know, and I appreciate seeing it. It's interesting. Yeah, you know, he's got he's multi layered. You know, he plays creeps on screen, but in real life, he's a sweetheart. I like that he cares he is, about the earth. He cares about the one thing that hate fucked him, nature. Supposed <laughs> <laughs> to be. A celebration of the man this month. <laughs> I would love to get him. Let's let's get let's th- let's let's see if we is he on cameo because we could pretend oh that he God. came on our our podcast willingly. We could buy a cameo. He has to be on. He has to be on cameo, right? Yeah. Or he's on the he's on the low rent version, Camaro. I put in Tobin Bell cameo and it just links to his IMDb his page. entire filmography. Yeah. Tobin Bell cameo, and then it linked to the piece of jewelry we both have. 
<laughs> Almost all the new kids are on here, but no Tobin Bell. What are you talking about? Do you ever do a cameo? Did you ever order one up? A cameo no. for anybody? I've thought about it as a gag before. But you never did? No, I would never do it. I think it's... I don't care. I don't... Star fucking freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Some people need it. Some people... I, 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 get, I never get tired of watching a sports broadcast, and at the end when they're doing the post game at a desk at the stadium, people wander behind them and are dumbstruck because there's a camera. Because there's a camera, yeah. You have more, you're more camera ready than most. Pull a nip out, something. You've been on camera more than most. I'd I've say. been on camera too More much. than the average get person. You know? But even the first time, it wasn't, I don't think it. You didn't get nervous? It doesn't legitimize you in any way. It doesn't make you, nobody, you know. Tell that to every actor. Well, they, they're, they're performing and they're providing a service. But if you're. Like us. If you're in the crowd and, you, and, you're, and your kid spills beer on your fucking foot and they capture it, you're not a star. You're just unfortunate. Originally went to a baseball game, went, went to the, the old stadium. You went to two baseball games this year. I was blown away. I did. Went to one in um, Pittsburgh and one here. And I had, for food, had a burrito bowl. Not typical stadium fare. It's looking for something kind of a healthy choice. It's hard to get there. And they had a taco place. And I ordered this burrito bowl. And this guy got a gigantic burrito. It's like the longest. I couldn't believe how big it was. Yeah. It was like a joke. Cost like twenty four dollars. It's like twelve feet of burrito or something. It's like insane, you know. I don't think it's twelve feet. It's big, six feet maybe. It's for one person. I don't know what he did with it, but maybe <sighs> shared it with the fam. But uh, man, it looked ridiculous. You see him dumping the contents in the trash. He just needed a tortilla because he had stolen Shaq's dick. <laughs> anyway, look, let's not beat around. Mm-hmm. It's a movie microscope, ladies and gentlemen. It's a show where we zoom in, stick our dick into the monkey's hideout, get. Blackout sober. Tiptoe around Earth's gifts. Get all roller coaster in this. We tuck back our ears, get to work, scrape the nape, build up some solid ringworm virus, preach truth to a gargoyle, weaken the joints on the superstructure before roundhouse kicking that little asshole. Get all wet toothed. <laughs> Turn butter like Mother Earth needs it. Watch movie through sycamore destroyed sick ass eyes, bleeding ass liberal eyes, shooting blood like a toad at fucking villains watching a movie through systematic synchronized ciders transmit that data to the old brain pan share with the likes of you the listeners so we're talking about i don't know demon wind hmm. we can talk about the scene where the demon licks his finger and sticks it up in the breeze see what's going on talk about the little moments and today's feature is a film with so much pedigree it hurts yeah. you got a legendary composer in Jerry Goldsmith, a legendary cinematographer in Gordon Willis. You have Harold Becker, who has made a ton of great films. Yep. You have Anne Bancroft, George C. Scott, Tobin Bell, Gwyneth Paltrow, Bebe Newworth, Alec Baldwin, Bill Pullman, Nicole Kidman. You got fucking Joseph Summer in this. <laughs> you got Pete Gallagher in this. <laughs> you got Anne Cusack in you this. Got Anne Cusack, you got... Junior, the CPR dummy in this. Aaron Sorkin and Scott Frank wrote this. Should have been better. <laughs> really should have been better. Interestingly forgotten, possibly? Is this movie remembered at all? I mean, certainly not streaming. Nobody wants it. It was streaming up until five months ago. Oh, it was? I, I, I glimpsed it for a stretch one evening. Where? I was on... Probably Showtime or Stars or something. By the way, speaking of streaming, you heard the story. I think Tubi. You know how everybody kind of loves Tubi now, like because it has 
actually has like kind of hard to find films and so it's gotten some good rep lately and like oh the free service you know so they took all that cachet i believe this is Tubi, and they're financing their first feature film which is a sequel to rob schneider's 90s comedy the animal making the animal too with him mm. that sucks i think it's Tubi. Like, what's the other one, then, if it's not Tubi? I can't. Any of those cast-offs. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, isn't there one that's Peacock? No, Peacock is legit. Like, I mean, I'd say Tubi isn't, but... You mean, like, those low-rent kind the of... The ones that are, like, kind of free, yeah, and they're kind like, of unbelievable. Like, Glenn TV? Yeah, and it might be Glenn TV. <laughs> There's something with a P, like... Gotta be thinking about Pluto TV. You gotta be. If you search for something, if you type in, for example, Malice Streaming, the link will come up with... with inevitably one of those little creep craps you always get when i do that it always takes you to these kind of uh, disappointing like just watch sites that tells you that the thing you're looking for isn't streaming however you can certainly buy it but you purchased this movie i did because mm-hmm. i'm a i'm an alec fan and this came out right in his golden moment you know, and that i am god speech was always kind of famous and i don't hate this movie it's it's i don't remember the last act of it at all i don't remember the super crazy mystery suspense tropes they throw at you late in the movie but mm-hmm. i kind of you know I, I still have a heart for it it's a con it's a long con movie which i do like those but it's a little ridiculous and you can kind of feel what's coming and you're right we'll get to it so i saw this in the theater i was very excited about it what year was it like 93, 93. yeah we that's like our sweet spot right now mm-hmm. well the firm was 93 as well this is when Turbin... Turbin? This is when... That's his Middle Eastern counterpart, Turbin Bell. But that's this is when he was really starting to cream, really cream hard. <laughs> is, this, is this when he was cream hard? Yeah, he was, he, was, he, was, he was aghast. His phone rang more than once a year. He was like, holy shit, I'm getting another job? I'm in this? Holy tips. The agent called and was like, yeah, you got an audition for... Uh Malice and the firm. Oh, what roles? Uh, the creep and both. Yeah. What do you think, Tobin? You're the creep. He's like, well, will it help finance my climate agenda? <laughs> Not an agenda. He's looking out for the future. I mean, I, I like it. I, I might start following him on Twitter. I'm giving it thoughtful consideration. I, we're making jokes about him, but in 10 years, we're all our houses are all going to be run on Tobin Solar. I mean, we know this. We're going to have a, a Tobin mill in the background, take and win and turn it into juice. I love it. I love, I love that he's an artist and that he... I think it's a little much to call it a Tobin vine. I think that's a little much. So I had not seen this movie. This is my first time seeing the movie Malice directed by Harold Becker. Do you think Tobin Bell, when he got his first check, got a little meta at his bachelor pad and got a slightly worn version of the video game Tubin. We've made you've made this joke and then before. doctored you know? the machine. Okay. And then hired Data East, who I believe programmed the game, <laughs> to do a quick eight bit conversion to get his likeness on the screen. Well, maybe, you know, like you've made a Tobin Tubin joke before. You know this, right? I'm sure it sounds Yes you have. Sounds like me. But you haven't gone this far with it. Well I'm thinking, you know, he may have missed out on the bacon roll in the River Wild, was furious. So maybe he can live vicariously through that river adventure. By the way, can you picture him playing video games? Like, think about Tobin oh. Bell in front of, like, a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carpenter plays a lot. John Carpenter plays a lot of video games. Right. That's kind of hard to picture. Not, no, it's not. You don't think so? No. It's, it's very easy to picture John Carpenter doing something unproductive. <laughs> and then he hears those elaborate soundtracks in the video games and gets furious. He's like, wait, that's more than one note over and over again. 
Carpenter is one of our best. He's he's a great. Period. He's a great. He deserves to just relax and not get fucked he, with by the. The studio. only thing that separates him from Rob Zombie is talent. It's true. I agree. He could have been Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. but he's talented. He's got good storytelling instincts, which I think a lot of people that go into movies do not have. And he's you know? got a the the kind of mean streak that actually works. Because he, he, there's a lot of nihilism in his movies, and it it's hard to do that and it still be entertaining, and he pulls it off completely. Right, it's a thoughtful. He's a thoughtful guy, and now he plays. He's also an insufferable dick. Is he? Yeah, absolutely. How do you? You've met him. I've met him several times, and I also know people that know him. But the thing is, everybody idolizes him anyway. Mm-hmm. It's sort of part of the charm. It's like, yeah, I know he's going to be a grumpy, chain smoking curmudge, mm-hmm. but he did the thing. So, lifetime pass. Did a lot of things, not just the thing. No, but the. Th- I told you I have not a newfound love, but I I've been thinking about it lately. The Chris- ward, Christine. Oh. I never saw the ward, so my out. love only goes so far for John Carpenter. Yeah, his lad. I mean, Vampires is a bad movie, but it's it's as as close to worth watching that he's done. That's the most recent thing he's done that's worth watching. Yeah, it's a bad movie with a good James Woods performance, maybe, and although he's kind of miscast. You like that book a lot. Yeah, I always talk about the yeah. The book is worth uh, reading, and it's weird because the book is seems like a movie when you read it, and then they changed a lot for the movie. So doesn't matter. We're talking about John Carpenter. Well, but, but you, we're gonna go from one Baldwin to another, so because you got D Bald in that movie. Daniel Baldwin, you're right. And he he uh, he gets bitten by bitten by a vampire, and then he doesn't he cauterize the wound with a shotgun barrel. I don't remember. All I know is I he, so. there's a, my buddy Kevin who is a screenwriter in Hollywood there's a scene where he Daniel Baldwin makes the most weird face and I can't unsee he makes a weird frowny face for no reason and it stays on his face for a scene is Daniel Baldwin out there killing it still I'm sure is he the oldest or is Alec the oldest I think Alec's the oldest but Daniel looks the oldest I think so Daniel like was able to be in film because Alec was famous is that really what happened with I think brothers? the scary thing is Daniel was able to be in film because William was famous <laughs> They're like, you got any more of these lying around? Yeah, I got a piece of shit over here named Steve, and I got this this bloated candy man. <laughs> he looks sort of like you after a bee's nest. Daniel B. And you got Steve, and you got, you got all sorts of Baldwin. Is there a Baldwin we haven't heard of? It's just the four That's of them. That's all four. Okay. Mass- we, I know we've talked about Massapequa this. The Massapequa Quartet. There's a sister. Is a sister Baldwin somehow? I doubt it. That'd be amazing. Anyway, let's get back to the movie. We got. We, you mentioned the cast. I gotta say, Bill Pullman is the lead in this movie. Which you, do, I, you do have to say it. But we've been talking about we, you know, we made a big deal. Nick had dubbed Donald Sutherland the Low Energy King, right? And we were looking for a more recent person that could claim the throne. Bill Pullman's up there. He's in the running, man. Of the he, I mean, that's an actor that does not spend a lot of energy on set. Like not he doesn't. I love him. He's fine. He's good in this. But he's super, super low energy. He has that very... Do you know that the thing about him, too, is he has no... Can't smell. He had some accident or something where he can't smell or taste. Okay. Which you can tell by the roles he chooses. You know what I'm saying? But that's I think that's true. He said it's had zero effect on his skill, though. <laughs> What's that mean? Great joke. It's a great joke. His best performance, I'd say. That I My f- most favorite of his performances but he's good in a lot of things he's good in space balls there was something somewhat recently he did there where he was sort of zonkers he's on a tv show that was a weird tv show on netflix for a while what do you mean like he was in uh david lynch's daughter's movie about 10 years no ago. no but he was in something where he went zonkers where was he was it? animated in it 
Really? Yeah. I don't believe you. It's a lie. I'm telling you, Bill. Bill Hook you up to the polygraph on this. <laughs> he must have been dreaming. He had energy. Anyway, d- do you agree? No, he is. He's always been that silent but deadly. So maybe there isn't just one low energy king, but multiple. Well, we had talked about doing a giant bracket where we 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 start at like 150 and we narrow it down. <laughs> so we have our our listeners play along and choose who well, the winner we'd, is. We'd have to isolate head-to-head matchups okay. and then ultimately get down to the champion. Because okay. Sutherland, the premise will be Donald Sutherland is sort of semi-retired. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Mr. Harrigan's phone. You can see why. But <laughs> that that mantle is wide out. Like He's semi-retired. Wide. He's in like five movies a year. That's yeah. that's his version of retired. <laughs> Kodak used to have to get his permission to make film. So was this, are you going to show up in this? Okay, we'll make it. So we should do that. And we should ask people for help coming up with suggestions. Someone actually, uh, I think I mentioned this last time, suggested Lauren Dean. He's in the running for sure. Is he still acting? Yeah, he, he does uh, act yeah. every once in a while, yeah. Kristen Stewart? Maybe. I mean, it's almost like her off-camera persona is more low energy than her on, though. I don't think she counts. I mean, even somebody who's like, uh, what's her, Aubrey Plaza is sort of low energy. Yeah. I mentioned that. You didn't like when I mentioned that a couple episodes I'm going to agree with me. Uh, even Robert Pattinson, in a way. We'll, we'll think about this. We're, yeah. we're getting up to it. There, it has to be, you have to have a, an extra layer of low energy to make to make this That's list. That's true. It really has to hit home in an almost unnoticeable way. <laughs> it's going to be hard to, to go through these. We'll do the work, though. That's what we always do, right? Yeah. Definitely do the work. All right, so let's get to the movie I'm going to scratch Jim Carrey off the list. Well, he does painting now. You know, he's a painter. I don't care. I don't want to know. You're about to care. I'm going to order, I'm going to order a special. I think he's like a political paint. I think he paints political figures. I think I know what you're talking about. All right. So Too much time in his fucking hands. Make another Burt Wonderstone. This movie starts out with little Ricky, the cat. And did you notice that was his name? Mm-hmm. So it starts off with this girl, a uh, young woman, biking across campus. It's a, I guess, an, I don't know who, what, I didn't catch the name. It's of in the, Baston somewhere. Didn't, didn't catch the name of the school. I know that it's not a real uh, college. She's biking home. She gets into her apartment, tries to feed her cat named little Ricky. And he, she's like, why are you acting so weird? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's because there's a rapist in the house. Mm-hmm. That immediately attacks her, and then the next thing you see, she's in the hospital. Her hair is all cut off. She's uh, stabbed and bleeding out. And Alec Baldwin, on his first day at this hospital, is working on her. And he's in a very intense, gifted surgeon. That's a kind of a steady brown wall. I know. Harmonizing with my description here. It's almost like a it's calming. ASMR kind yeah. of thing. It's calming. You guys can hear that. There's no way you can't. Like a rainfall. It really, except it's piss and shit. Could be the sink. As he operates on this poor wo- poor young woman, he's getting called into question by a fellow doctor, his methods. He's like, he's like you're not going to be able to do this and that. He's like, you can't, you can't, getting all negative. Baldwin turns the situation around, saves this woman's life, and then he call afterwards as they're washing up, he calls this doctor on the carpet and he's like, don't you ever do that to me in the operating room. Don't you ever go negative. Yeah. It all, if you do, I'll scoop your lungs out with an ice cream scoop. He does say that. So that's the premise of the movie. <laughs> he is a brilliant surgeon, little ego tripper, but he knows his way around the old insides, man. He really can fuck it up in there. Now Baldwin is an egomaniac in real life and probably sucks 
Nope. I imagine. I mean, truly. But he is kind of a goofball on screen. I have to say, his instincts, he's a good actor. And then he also gets, there's moments in like this film and other films where he just goes goofy. You know, like he hams it up. He's great. And he kind of lets the humor in, like in this guy. Like he, his character is supposed to be like next to it, very ego driven. But he also plays at certain part, parts kind of sympathetic, kind of hangdog. You know, I think he's, he's a very interesting he is a Actor. singular talent too. His style is no one else's style. Yeah, and it works like a charm. He, I mean, you could say there are plenty of things that he's done off screen that are annoying, <laughs> say but, the least. Yeah, and there's some stuff that's great. But he is once the camera is rolling. I don't. There's never been a time I haven't enjoyed the shit out of him. So he's super charismatic. But like I said, do you agree with that? He does. He oh yeah, kind of trends toward goofiness. He, I think no, he, sometimes he just he's Alec. I mean, he mm-hmm. just does he, the things that he emphasizes and his reactions to things. He's very animated in certain things, and it works really well. He's still, by the way, he's still his wife just had another kid. Like he's st- he's talking about all, hilaria. Yeah, Ronwell's still going. Yeah, that's a bath or a dishwasher. But yeah, she's. I think they're on their sixth or seventh kid at this point. And that's just with her. Yeah. And then there's the other ones that Kim shoot out. Yeah. He's got to keep working. He's got to feed them mouth. We get to see his chest hair way a early lot. in this film. Way early. He takes his, he's always ripping his scrubs off, and then he takes his shirt off, and then you get you get that immaculate bed of chest hair that you get to see. That It's Robin Williams-esque. No, it's not that bad. You don't think so? No, Robin Williams was like a fucking, yeah, he looked like the Prince of Persia was going to ride around on him. But Baldwin's got the hairy chest, and then later on we see... Um, Nicole Kidman's chest. No, we don't get. We get sort of. They suggest chest in this. That's why we see the nurse's chest. Yes, but somebody has very hairy arms in this. Baby Newworth, Peter Gallagher. Oh, okay. It's almost like Peter Gallagher's arm hair is the equivalent equivalent yeah. of that. You know, what I'm saying it's like like his chest hair. I will say Peter Gallagher arms. is an actor we should have seen more of. I think he's in a lot of things. He's in a lot of things, but he's not a leading man in a lot of things. And I don't, he doesn't need to be a leading man. But could could they have considered him to play Perseus? I mean, could he have? I love me some Gallagher. He's great. He's kind of kind of got one mode, but he but he plays it. It's kind of always kind of a little bit. You know what though? He army or something is that? Oh, he's waspy work? for sure. But, but he, like he he he's... curb stomped Jonathan Sheck though on his way to the top, and now he just kind of butts heads with Colin McLaughlin. I think they're in the same stratosphere. Fair enough. Yeah, Colin McLaughlin might be a little L E K. Oh, McLaughlin, low energy king, huh? Hello. Well, he did, yeah. He did kind of turn it around for that last Twin Peaks thing. You're right. He did go a little nut. Yeah, so he plays Gallop and Jed Hill on this. He does play Gallop and Jed Hill, and um, the premise of this movie is that Bill Pullman and Nicole Kidman are a young married couple. Bill Pullman is a, I guess, the... Assistant dean. Yeah, he works at this college where they're having this problem with a serial rapist, which is horrible. It's not a problem. It's a slight disappointment for them. And Nicole Kidman plays a, t- a, a teacher. She teaches like kindergarten or preschool, and then Alec at the, at the hospital. Does she? It's weird because they're they're in. She's at the daycare at the hospital. It looks like. And then um, Alex, the surgeon's first day, he bumps into Bill Pullman, um, who's there because the you know he's looking in on, in on this this girl that's been attacked, this woman that's been attacked, he like, recognizes Alec Baldwin as someone he went to high school with. Now, Baldwin doesn't recognize him. Because he was too cool. But they agree that they're going to later maybe meet or get together. And then later on when 
Bill Pullman's telling Nicole Kidman about this, they run into Alec Baldwin, and then Alec Baldwin seems to have a little, little bit of interest in Nicole Kidman, who's very pretty, and she doesn't want to have anything to do with him. She's kind of like... And this mm. is after she experiences everything Bill has. This is after? Yeah, I think that happens. I think that that's I the first know. scene of them together. She has him on under him. No, because remember, remember they were Chinese food, and then she's feeding it to him in bed, and then on top of him, and they start to make it count. Have super naked sex, <laughs> and then there's this is a weird part. There's a child across the way in the window, and I, and uh, Bill Pullman's like, "Look, we got to get curtains on the window that we move or something." This kid, he can look in here, and Col- Kidman doesn't seem to care. She just wants to ride. All up on Bill Pullman. Well, it's funny. 1993, Tobin Bell, Chinese food. We are in a freaking tight circle of similarities right I know. now. You're totally it right. It ain't long, boys. With the firm. Right. Right. We got some tight, though. What's that? I mean, things are tight now. I mean, we got an organic kind of synergy. Well, we're going. noticing some connections to all of Tobin Bell's films. Did Jigsaw eat Chinese food? Do you remember? Is there I'm any sure, s- right? Is there any scenes in the Saw franchise where Jigsaw's just doing stuff, like chilling, just kind of running errands, getting taken out? Actually, his origin is he opened up a fortune, and it said, leave traps, kill. <laughs> they turned it. It said, you know, gave him his numbers, and he's like, you know what? He won the lottery with those numbers and then built Traps Kill. So anyway, that's that's what's going on. And the movie's a little bit of a misdirection because, I mean, you kind of think it's going to be maybe a mystery about, and it is sort of, but it's a you, the focus is going to be on who who is this serial rapist and how are they going to catch Tobin him? It's Tobin Bell. It is Tobin Bell. but um, He gets laid in this movie. Oh, God, that's not the term. <laughs> He also, uh, and so then, but also as the movie's kind of going on, you find out that Nicole Kidman has a, is having an issue with her, with her, uh, I don't know what. Ovaries. The, well, she doesn't know it's her o- ovaries. She just knows she's got a bunch of stomach pain. And she keeps doubling over in pain. Which is very bad on her neck because she she has approximately 80% of the world's hair in this movie. <laughs> this is very, yeah, this is very she, curly-headed. She's Nicole at her Kidman. most hair in this movie. Mm-hmm. Did you notice what there was a picture of on the wall in the scene where Pullman and, and Baldwin first meet when Baldwin is changing into his skivvies? No. There's a, a woman's, a dead woman's uh, I did notice autopsy this. head. Yeah. It looked like it may be a dummy. It was. It was you I think mean, it was, she wasn't the brightest bulb. <laughs> but it was the only thing that was gross and forensic and medical in that whole room, and it was a dead woman's stupid head. I noticed something in her classroom, Nicole Kim's classroom, where she proceeds to tell a little There's child. There's foreshadowing in that, by the way. Yeah, she this child has a plastic bag over his head and is trying to scare kids, and she rips it off him. She's like, you can't, don't ever put a plastic bag on your head. She, like, says how dangerous that is, you know. And she's very sweet in these scenes. Like, you really like her character. I did. And then uh, and on the walls of her classroom, though, or in her classroom, there's these gigantic crayons that look, like, super fun, like, just kind of standing against the wall. But there's also the, stuck to the wall, are these gigantic Band-Aids. I never, I guess, because you're right, maybe it was in a hospital, so they kind of were trying to make it fun with, like, large kind of medical supply art decorations. It was it was weird. I, I'd never seen Band-Aid used in such a way. Yeah, you know? it was a good zoom. It's kind of Band-Aid, size Band-Aid, like God would use <laughs> when, he's, when he, like, got a hangnail or something. It's like you when know? Attack on Titan happens, right. prepared. This may have been one of Gwyneth Paltrow's first appearances on film. It has to be, right? It was surprising that she showed up in this. Yeah, she shows up as a student that has been is getting reprimanded by Bill Pullman for kind of missing classes or missing tests, and she's rolling her eyes and stuff. And then as 
And Bill Pullman's like, I'm going to set up a wake-up call for your next test. And she's rolling her eyes, and she leaves and bumps into Tobin Bell, who is the janitor at this place, and he is pushing a filing cabinet through the door, and immediately you know he's the serial killer or the serial rapist, right? So, yeah. 100%, that's him. In the span of two weeks on this show, we've had Tobin Bell get into a car with Tom Cruise and the legendary Wilford Brimley and then bump into Gwyneth Paltrow. I know. And scuffle with Bill Pullman. I mean, that guy is living the life of Riley, or maybe they are. I was actually shocked to see old uh, Gwyneth in this. I I did not know she was in it. Looking super young, wearing moccasins, red moccasins. Right, Um, for a while. Gwyneth, I wonder if if Harold Becker was doing Bruce Paltrow a favor and said, all right, I'll let your daughter be in this. This isn't her first. This is like her sixth thing. She was in Hook before this. Oof. Um, One of the worst. You may remember her from Shout as well. Played Rebecca, and then after this, she was in Flesh and Bone, which is, I believe, one of your favorites. A little Dennis Quaid action, a little Meg Ryan action. Gwyneth shows up in there. Things are getting pretty hectic. You know, you've got the serial rapist on campus. Mm-hmm. Baldwin becomes the guest at the house that Bill Pullman and Nicole Kidman are renovating. I'm sorry, Andy Safian. The last name Safian. Bad name. Bad, too, super bad name, man. But there is a great name in this, so it, it makes up for everything. I mean, Jed Hill's okay, but Tobin's name in this is magic. Why don't you just spill it right now? He plays Earl Lemus. They really doubled down on the ugly name for this character. Earl Lemus. Knight of the... I mean, it's a miracle they didn't just like do a quick scan of the faculty and then arrest him. I love the fact that Aaron Sorkin put words into Tobin's mouths. Mouths? Plural. Oh, because why? It just makes me so happy that one of our most gifted writers, period, wrote words that flew in, into Tobin Bell and came out. Oh. And Scott Frank, who's no pushover. No, he's a director now, right? Well, and he's a great writer. He wrote mm-hmm. Out of Sight. Well, I'm just going to say that uh, Pullman's really in love with his wife. He goes in for some killer kisses here. Mm-hmm. He really concentrates. He wants to get kisses, wants to get all up in. She is all over him. She's always trying to get him in the sack, too. And it's not a very romantic time on that campus. Like that's nightmarish. Ha- nightmares are happening. Yeah, people are kids. People, parents are pulling their kids out of that school. Bill Pullman has a serious problem on his hands. Like they're lo- college is losing money. People that are going there are in danger. But you know, it doesn't at home. He's still pretty horny for his wife. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta put your work to bed when you get home. You can't mm-hmm. let it you know rule you. Same thing with Tobin. I mean, he doesn't let his job rule him in this. So Nicole Kidman takes a shower. Luckily for her, the shower dials are labeled hot, cold, and the middle one, shower. (laughs) I've never seen it. It's smart. I've never seen one labeled shower because it's not necessarily the truth all the time. No, and I'll tell you, one of the most annoying things I experience is hotels. Yeah. You have to have a rocket degree. To figure them out. Sometimes. Because they're all different. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does it have to be difficult? It's the most basic thing you do is, is to get your body all wet. Right. I don't know if you know how a shower works. So then as she she takes a shower and then she decides that she's going to relax and go to sleep, Alec Baldwin, the new tenant here, who she's not that happy that he's the one running the room. But they're running a scam. Let's not give it away yet. Oh. But yeah. He has uh, taken one of the d- nurses from, I think she's a nurse or a fellow doctor from the uh, hospital. Nurse. And they are rocking out upstairs. He's totally terrorizing her body. She's terrorizing his body. Uh, she even like, kisses all over his real chest hair and even at one point pulls out what looks like a chest hair from her. I did not catch that. Yeah, she kind of does a little and then she goes down real down south. Like, he's he's having a time of his life in, in the It's just another here. Thursday for old 
Jed. Mm-hmm. But the great thing is, and she and Kevin's mad. She can't go to sleep. But she's mad because she's really mad because he's, yeah, he's taken a little too much pride in his extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. And I love the fact that they cut outside, and the kid next door has moved up to the attic to watch that <laughs> happening. <laughs> They they introduced that nurse earlier in the movie. She does. She, she is flirting her daylight out with the severe late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, I don't know what you call Parker that. Parker Posey hair. It's like a levitating hair. No, it's not a Parker Posey. Kinda. I, it's unnaturally buoyant. It works for me. It works great. Works for Alex later. Super naked in this. Yep. She's like, don't worry, I get my kid off in malice. We ride some phallus. She fucking does. Wonder who that is? Nude nurse. Let them look her up. Nude nurse and mouse. Well, uh, you, he, they mention her name in the in the movie. That doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> Nude nurse. It's not going to be her name in this. She's a good actress. She is. She's great. Nobody hands a scalpel like her. Oh yeah, Deborah Ferentino. Yeah, relation to James, please. Deborah Ferentino in this. What's that movie we did with James Ferentino that was a fucking tough watch? Is it uh, Dead and Buried? Yes. Yeah, what are you talking about, t- tough watch? It's one of the best we've done. It's amazing. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting into the cast here, guys. Just give me a second, gosh. Playing Tanya. She was in Bugsy. She played Girl in the Elevator. Cute. Eureka, which is a show you, you, you know, the person that helped or wrote that show, I think, produced it. She worked with Caruso in CSI Miami a little bit. Is she related to James? She was in the Storm of the Century. She got to kiss Alec Baldwin. Goes down for sloppy seconds down there. She was previously married to Ho Ho Ho, ho. Horatio Sands. Ho Ho uh, Gregory Hoblet. Oh no, director of Primal Fear. Tony Adams. Don't know that one. James Ferentino. She married her brother. And Scott Staples. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't either, but she's married four times. But there's this James Ferentino mystery right there. She's married to that man. Heiress to the Office Superstore f- franchise. Scott Staples. <laughs> man, she was married a lot. That's fine. Ge- Gregory, I wonder if they're still married. Gregory Hoblet. What did he do? Primal Fear. He did Fallen. He did uh, The Hoblet, An Unexpected Journey. So soon enough, Cole Kidman is doubled over in pain. She's shooting pains through abdomen. She calls 911. And Alec Baldwin and redirects to the who's been out and all night drinking. He gets a little page, and he gets called in to operate on his friend's wife, Nicole Kidman. And what is he? What happens during? He this removes scene? one of her ovaries. Yeah, it's ruptured. And 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 there's a child that was unplanned living in there. Mm-hmm. It gets scuttled, and then he's like, "Let's just kill this ovary too. It looks a little necrotic." And the other doctor's like, "Look, man, bald. Let's we gotta you know let's not jump." He's like, that ovary has got a death sentence. He's like, I woke up this morning with two things on my agenda. Flirt up some ladies at the dart machine and then kill an ovary. And he pulls it off. He does it. Yeah, the doctors are skeptical. They're like, we don't have enough information. It might look bad, but this could be a viable organ, right? And Baldwin snip snaps it anyways. It's out of here. He's, he gets permission from Pullman to do it. But Pullman's worried about the health of his wife. He's like, I don't care what you do. Just save her life. So he does his little doctor stuff. Saves Nicole Kidman, but when she wakes up, she is ready to sue his pants off. And this is after, by the way, Mr. Pullman, Andy, had gone to check on Gwyneth's character, who did not respond to her wake-up call. And we find out why. She has had a tryst with Tobin Bell. That's not what happens. Oh. He's attacked her at her house and left her in the garden super dead. And uh, poor Bill Pullman finds his student 
and then is implicated in her murder, sort of by B.B. Newworth, who we really like. She plays a detective in this who's been sort of helping with this case. Best known for Frasier? Yes. Played Lilith. They, uh, by the way, they renewed. They, they're bringing Fraser back. Did they get Mahoney, uh, and I think none of the other cast might be coming back. He's gonna. It's like a reboot. Did like, David Hyde? I don't think he's coming back. Then why? Why even do it? I think, no Niles. I think it's about him <laughs> kind of starting a, perhaps like in a new town or something. I don't know why. Why that's not happening? What's the uh, British lady? Jane Leach. Jane Leaves. Leaves. Literally. Almost got there. <laughs> So but really, they're going to do a Frasier reboot, and the only thing they're going to keep is him. I hope that they get BB Newworth though, because she was a highlight of Cheers and this and Frasier. You know, can I? You know what her like? One of her biggest gifts is her, her voice. Is her ability to do everything perfectly with low energy. Holy smokes! You're totally right. She does not even in this film when their shit's hitting the fan. Yeah, steady as a cucumber. Leq in this low energy queen. Is there such a thing? I mean, and Lilith is even a name that you would give a queen. I like it. I think we, yeah, we certainly have to bring in uh, both uh, men, women, I anybody. Think, I think king is an brackets. asexual term. I think we got to throw everyone into, the, okay, into fair one enough. bracket. Certainly not, but I think it's fair. The woman king though is uh, is out scooping up box office money right now. So yeah, she's ready to sue because she is now unable to produce a child. And, and it's come back that Baldwin, in his snap decision-making, he made a mistake. He took out a viable organ or mm-hmm. organ. And, and uh, so she's super pissed about it. And he's like, oh, shit. I don't want to get sued. But they're just going to sue him for 20 mil. Nick. Well, because. 25 mil, maybe. She's pregnant. It was 20. She's pregnant. Mm-hmm. That was bad. The, the baby lost its its way because of this. Because of the surgery. Yeah. But but then the, the real deal breaker is they have this meeting of the minds with the lawyers and with George C. Scott coming in from Alex past. And well, also he, Bill Pullman's on the house. She's mad at Pullman too. And she kind of kicks him out or she leaves his house or their house together. She because leaves she, He gave permission to Alec. Yeah. She didn't like it. She's super mad about both. And things. she's completely in cahoots with Alec. Of course she is. Yeah. But this is all just good acting here. Yeah. I, I think she was a little harsh on Bill. All things considered. He was fraught, nervous. He doesn't know medicine. He was just sitting in the waiting room, hoping the, for the best. And he's he, so scared for the wife, his wife that he loved, and then he also like liked that she was so all up in him, you yeah. know, all over him. He's like, it's gonna be weird having you on above with like zero ovaries. He says that to her. Yeah, that's a, gets the card he has. He it's weird her. to have you over me without ovary. <laughs> well, she don't have to worry about that. She doesn't want to be on him anymore because she's, she's in done with Alec. So she moves out, and he's all. Sad, and he goes, Well, I guess it's time to wrap up the serial rapist part. Sherlock Holmes has Watson, mm-hmm. right? Murtaugh has Riggs, right? There's more examples of such things, right? Probably Batman has Robin, mm-hmm. right? And then wh- what does Bill Pullman have? A burnout Watt, he's got a faulty light bulb, yeah, is his uh, his assistant in, in catching the rapist. So, yeah, his as he's working late one night at 8.30 at his desk, his desk light goes out, and he's like, oh, shit. Fuck. Miss Worthington can't get it because she's already yeah, left. she's out of there. He's like calling She's got to go give Bobby Drake and uh, his and her son their dinner. <laughs> and so he heads downstairs in a, cre- in a creepy school you know, basement or this this building's basement. He's He uh, um, grabs a light bulb off the shelf down there, and um, he hears, like, kind of a weird noise and he walks into this room and it's like you know like a bedroom down it there. sort of made me like Tobin more to know that he built a little fort yeah 
He's got a little army cot down there he sleeps on or whatever. He's got a little picture of his mom. And, you know, Pullman starts to, like, touch things. He's like, you know, I'm in the room. I, why don't I just kind of do a little touching and why just, like, feeling. Why did they have to have a cigar box be the bearer of bad news in this? I know. It messes you up, right? A silly so blunt box from the old days, yeah. Pulls a picture up of the mom. He's giving it the look. There's a little lock of hair stuck to it. He, he, he touches that. And then he flips open the cigar box and finds more stuff and more hair and... As he's kind of like... And this rapist has been known to take hair of his victims. Taking hair, yeah. Yeah. Cutting all the hair off, I think. And so he was like, what the... the?" And then Tobin's right behind him. Who is? Tobin. Tobin. Tobin's right behind him. And Tobin's... This is his big scene. He gets to explain away... uh, Tries to explain away what the hair is doing in there. And he does a good job. He's like, it's my mom's hair. She's no longer alive. She's no longer alive, but this is a part of her I keep with me. Bill Pullman's like, all right, you know, hey, I'm out. I just got to just take Someone's like, wait, I've got some me. of her head hair around here somewhere. <laughs> Scraping like, gonna, pubes off a cadaver at the morgue. I'm going to head out, and uh, you, hey, it's good catching up. I'm glad you see. He's like, you stay down. He, Tobin explains that he's been, he got kicked out by his landlord, and he's just kind of camping down there for a few days. Pullman's like, stay here as long as you want. It's fine. I'm going back upstairs. See you later. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be good. Yeah, I'm not going to call the cops about your hair. Don't worry about it. Um, he's going to get like a hostess, a couple of hostess cupcakes for the vending machine, maybe some Little Debbies. Do they have Rolos in there? Let's go check. We can go check together. I might accidentally leave the addresses for some co-eds right in the hallway, just, <laughs> just as you please. And just don't mind me. Look, hey, I'm here. I'm down here just killing it, and uh, I just want to go upstairs and have have do my work. Bye, Tobin. And, and he it, starts to leave. He says, uh, is your name still Earl Lemus? You're going to jail. <laughs> he starts to leave. What happens? Tobin uh, is suspect about his intent. He gets strangle happy, old Tobin. He starts pull, He starts trying to pull a man to the grave on Bill Pullman. You He's know? like, I do not want Lewis to exist. <laughs> and he... <laughs> and in an unbelievable turn of events... Bill Pullman Wins. turns the tables and kicks Tobin Bell's ass. He does. Rings his bell. Oh, my God. He really. And then he's on the ground, and he's, like, bashing him with a fire extinguisher, and then it drops it on him. Yeah, he, he gets one last big one in. I thought he was going to pull, like, a Mortal Kombat finishing move on him at that, the end. A great an animality. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then, he, you know, so then he's all beat up. He's at the hospital getting checked up on. You know, he solved the serial rapist thing, right? Be- and be- Baby Newworth and he have ha- always had this kind of nice little relationship, and they're chilling out, having I, a drink afterwards. I ship them. I told you. I want them to be together. I like I, I think like they them. wind up together. They got chemistry. Yeah. And she's cute. Like she's And she's totally cool. Like And I, she's nerdy like he is. She's a little nerdy, and she also doesn't... Um, she has ovaries. Possibly. I don't, who knows? But she also, like like Nick says, she says, hey, I got some news for you. I don't. I know you're having a bad year. <laughs> Because your wife left you, she's and your students are getting destroyed. And then you just got you just you did catch a serial killer. But anyway, I got some news. You fi- soon find out that because when he was um, a suspect in Gwyneth Paltrow's, you know, her, her character's murder, they made him shoot some semen in a cup and they tested it. He's sterile. And Nicole Kidman came in there pregnant, and so they make a big deal about. That he's like, it couldn't have been my kid. This piece of shit. Like he's like yeah. all pissed that she was pregnant and cheating on him. Like that's gonna like sway some jury or something that she can't have her lawsuit now. But I think Baldwin's like, look, no one's gonna care. I mean, I still fucked up. Like he's kind of on Baldwin in a weird way. Like because he he goes to Baldwin. And he's he like, has he has a code. Well, Baldwin he goes to Baldwin because he's like she's screwing both of us. 
But really, but Baldwin is like going, don't worry, no, no, it's I messed up. I still want to be sued because he's part of the scam. <laughs> you know, no, that's fine. I want to get sued for a million dollars or two, twenty million dollars. It's cool. I want to never work again. That's fine. I deserve it. That's what he's like saying. Right. Like that. Yeah. I don't think the police check to see if your sperm is great when Maybe. they do this test. Maybe like, BB hey, did. While we're checking to see if he's a killer, let's see if he. Maybe BB Let's did. run a, f- a fertility test on it. See if he's firing blanks. She's like staying late at work. Like, what are you doing? Still playing with that guy's are sperm? You like testing it. Oh God, testing it, whatever. She's dude. she's uh she she shows him a, a QuickTime video that she's recorded of the of the absolutely lifeless sperm of his. So uh, they do have that meeting with the lawyers, and Baldwin's the guy his famous "I'm God" speech, which kind of ruined. Like, so they're having this like kind of pre-trial type, seeing what you know what's what between the two parties, and Baldwin goes full ape shit, call it, compares himself to God, basically ruins the case, and his lawyer's like, yeah, let's cut a deal, please. You Joseph know. Summer, great actor. Wow. Is he still around? Or is he... No, he, I think he's left us all. Damn, he, he was. Wall? He was good, actually. You're right. I didn't know that was his name. Yeah, I always... How do you miss that with the F? Yeah, Joseph Summer. He's great. He's always been a good. There's no way he lives. He's dead as ships. And Bancroft, certainly not. Certainly a goner. Joseph Summers with a picture. I got good news for you. He's alive? Super alive. Fuck. 30, 1934, still around. And let's see if he is... Fertile? In one of his last movies he made was Stop Loss. <laughs> his last credited role was The Other Guys, or uncredited role was The Other Guys. Did he work with Nicole Kidman again in The Invasion? That's a dog shit movie. He was in The Elephant King. Is he a low energy king? No, I don't know. No, Summers got electricity going all around. <laughs> I am... Astounded to know that he still thrives. He's still here. He's on. I was looking today Instagram. for a performer, thinking they'd been dead. Oh, it was. Um, I was looking up all the cast members of Alice, the, the sitcom yeah. Alice. Yeah, yeah. And I knew Vic Tabak was a destroyed person, of course. And I knew the girl that played Vera was a dead animal, and Philip McKeon was su- a super deceased. Did he die? Philip McKeon oh, yeah, did. He died young. There's a new girl in town, and she's dead as fuck. Linda Lavin isn't, right? I know. Okay, so that's where I'm going with this. Linda Lavin and Polly Walker still capitalize on being alive. And Linda Lavin was married to an actor who I thought had died forever ago. Right. Still killing it. And who is who is she married to, the actor? Uh, uh, Ron Liebman. I thought Ron Liebman was a super destroyed person, and he still continues to What ruin. are you talking about? Linda Lavin was married to him? Yeah. I don't know who Rob Liebman is, but I love hearing this Ron news. Liebman. Yeah, he was in a lot of movies in the 80s. I zoom in, Alice rhymes with Malice. That's why I, well, that's why I was looking, because I know that, I think Baldwin was in the Woody Allen movie called Alice. Are you sure? I don't have, I didn't bring my phone because I'm a professional. I know he's in a bunch of Woody Allen movies. He was in Still Alice. Is that what you're thinking of? No. That's a Julianne Moore movie. I'm not sure he was in Alice. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Alice, Alec Baldwin, Alice, vintage movie still, still is available, so maybe you're right. You're never wrong on this stuff. I don't know why I'm... I know that I watched a, a handful of Woody Allen movies. He was. Alf Baldwin is in Alice. Yeah. I, I watched a bunch of movies that I would never have watched had he not been in them. Really? Yep. It's certainly a Woody Allen film. Who plays Alice? Not Diane Keaton. Mia Farrow. I knew it was one of them dumbs. How is her relationship with Woody Allen? It's fine, I think right? it's, it's good. spotless. Yeah, it's good so far. She's still on. She showed up somewhere recently. Only Murders in the Building, maybe? No, that was uh, that was uh, Shirley MacLaine. Never mind. So, where are we? This? I had an idea about a new podcast for us because uh-huh. we've been killing this, and I feel like we could maybe do another one. Oh yeah, people would be all over it. Just think, I think this is a good idea. What if we 
did a covers podcast where we took other people's podcasts and we just covered them. You know what I'm saying? No. It, we picked a different podcast every time. We print out the transcript and you and I just recreated oh. and covered someone else's podcast. Where are the covers podcast? That sounds like an awful lot of work. And we cover, like, for example, we'll do, like, print out a, the Mark Marin. What is that guy like? Mark Marin, um, Lou Barlow podcast. And, you know, you, you Mark Marin, I'll, I'll be Lou Barlow. No. All right. Okay. Hey. <laughs> No, what I was guess. it like working with Straker, and how cold is it in that coffin? What are you talking about? Is Danny Mears near? <laughs> Barlow. Barlow. Barlow's from Sebado. And, um, I don't know what that means. And from, uh, he's he was in Dinosaur Junior. He's in Dinosaur Junior. Oh, you're not talking about Barlow from nah. Sam's Lot? Mm-mm. Shit. But that's a, I just picked that podcast because I, it, that's the podcast that made me hate Lou Barlow. I was a fan, and I listened to that podcast, and I hate him now. But I do love Dinosaur Junior, I will say. Me too. And I do enjoy some of his music, but he's a piece of sh- he's he's an asshole. Mascus too. Mascus is not. I don't no. think Mascus is just a genius. I mean, he is genius. Yeah, I'd think he is. He's an amazing guitar player. I can't I, believe great we're, songwriter. We're celebrating October, and you're talking about a different genius. Sorry. So yeah. Anyway, the covers podcast. Just let it percolate, and maybe we can ask people what they. You think. had me at add another podcast to the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think. This one's going so well, we should try to do more. If Jesus were alive right now, he mm. would have a show. Of course. Yeah. I mean, he has plenty already. People sp- speak, at least speak for him. Well, they speak men. out of their ass pretending mm. to, but sure. if Jesus were around, he would be... I, I would like to think he would have a pretty badass show. Yeah. Where he would be suggesting good things that one people that people could do to one another. Right. But every once in a while, zooming in a little bit. Do people at work listen to your podcast or our podcast? God, I hope not. Do you know? Does anybody know you do it? Some do. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say no one at my work knows. I don't think. By the way, no one at anyone's work does. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to show like some of my coworkers my stickers, like because I was so I was so happy with the way that sticker turned out. I really like it. You know, I gave it to like my family and stuff just because I was like, don't you don't have to listen to the podcast, but I just like the sticker, you know. And um, are you gonna give them the other one? No. <laughs> <laughs> that one's harder to explain. That one's easier to get super thrilled about, though. That's just, you know, now those exist in the world. That's just maybe sometime like 200 years from now, someone will be like hiking the Grand Canyon, like, and, and they'll see just like on a some kind of rock formation. Someone had stuck that sticker there and go, wonder what that is. I just, I hope Daddy it shows noticed. up in the bathroom of some dive bar. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. And, and, and all of a sudden, Daddy noticed is is part of the lexicon. I think this, the thing is, is what we should do is we should bring them well, next time we go to the casino together and just toss it on the table. I'm trying know to we get got you one. to go to the casino. You won't go with me. I will. Hmm. I when? will. When soon? Alec Baldwin is is in turn. By the way, this movie's done for me at this point. Tobin Bell's he's out of the movie. He's captured. Earl Lemus is gone. That's I checked out. I don't know what happens now. Like what happens in the rest of the movie? The I, girls are safe in town. Oh. And then, and Kidman's still sweet. She is a villain, the villain of this piece. Yeah, I like manipulating everybody. Her mom, as it turns out, is the lovely Anne Bancroft, who enjoys some some great scotch with Mister Pullman. She gets one scene in this where she plays. She might be hamming it up a little, but she's good. I I think I'm not used to her dropping f bombs. She uh, has a scene with Bill Pullman, which is uh, Pincher. That's a dream come true for her. She always wanted to act with him. She plays the Holy mother. Holy shit, Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Holy low energy. 
Well, the only time I've ever seen him raise his voice is in Dick Tracy when he's mumbles is getting scared. Beep it, up. Yeah, he can turn on energy a little bit. But when man, called for. his default setting, his default setting is is lower energy than Sutherland. Oh, well, yeah, maybe not. No, one hundred percent. His Dick's default lower? setting is lower than Sutherland. It's hard for me to picture anything lower than the Sutherland's lowest setting. Does that make sense? What about him and Buffy? <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't like it. He didn't like the script. And he remember that he changed the script a lot, like because he didn't believe in it. And Whedon was super it. pissed about it. Huh? Dustin Hoffman. I mean, and then we could spiral to his son, Matthew Broderick. Oh my god! I mean, yeah. we, uh, maybe that's the secret. Just to be low energy. No, I mean, like that's that. There's a sweet zone there, though. I mean, I mentioned on the phone that Luke Wilson spends a lot of time in that zone. He does. Owen does not. Owen's got more of a he does have low energy, but it's there's there's a there's a smirk to it. Yeah, there's there's a there's brimstone there. I Man, we this is this is a big deal. I feel like we're circling we're missing somebody that's like when we hit upon that super low energy, like just it's gonna be a revelation. Like who who the latest and greatest is. Did you see who hosted SNL this week? Oh yeah, of course. What the fuck? Brendan Gleeson. That's amazing. But did you see the promo they cut with him that it was incredible? All I saw was where him and Colin Farrell did right, their thing. Remind me to show you the promo they cut with him where he, I'm not even gonna, I don't even want to ruin it, but he, it's a, it's centered around him being a skateboarder. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> I didn't watch the show, but that's really good. Yeah, I watched his monologue with Colin Farrell. I did watch that. Yeah, and Colin Farrell is Magic. amazing. Yeah, both those guys. Yeah, together, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've heard good things about their movie, which is nice. Yeah, so... Look, they, they faked this whole thing. Well, they didn't fake it, but they planned the whole thing. So Pullman starts... So anyway, he's in the scene with the scene with Anne Bancroft, and he's, like, questioning her. Like, he first goes to Peter Gallagher, who and he's, like... That's he's, a good scene, actually. And he's finding stuff about his wife, Tracy, Nicole Kidman, who... And he's starting to, like, falling into place. Things aren't making sense. And Peter Gallagher talks about... He won't give any details about where Kidman is, and but he's, like, yeah, she, you know, she... Uh, she says something about her mother, and Pullman's, like, yeah, her mother's dead. And Gallagher's like, no, no. Did she die? He realizes, Pullman realizes he's been lied to. He finds out where Bancroft is, where the mother is. And Gallagher's like, bring her scotch, right? So that's how this whole thing, she's a drunk. Balvini, I think. But right? she gives the background to Kidman that, that their, their family, her husband, her, they were, they were con people, like con men, or, you know, they're con, what, what, what could you say? Con, con persons. Con persons. And they kind of raise Kidman that way, and, you know, and, and, um, Bancroft's like shuffling, doing like a card trick, which is kind of cool during the scene. But she's kind of telling about her kid and and how her kid has always been someone who's been, you know, trying to con people out of money, playing the game. And she says, in order to like, you need to get in the game. If you're going to play, you need to actually try to beat her at her own game, which he eventually heeds that advice, you know. But at this point, he's still trying to, he can't, he's broadsided, but that he's been so... This is all a setup. Yeah, and then it becomes an absolute generic thriller. Well, so then you know at some point that Baldwin's in on it. He's going to be in on it, and they, they act like it's this big reveal, but you know it's happening. Like they're Well, and then, of course, Jerry Goldsmith is asked to do these really loud mm-hmm. uh, musical cues. Right. They they this it takes us to a house at the edge of a cliff over the Which ocean. super weird, yeah. Very weird, like matte painting. Or gothic or something, and, yeah. And we find out that Nicole Kidman is getting pounded by. So I'm gonna zoom in on this. So that's very when Pullman finds this address, he doesn't know it's this is where Baldwin lives or where they're shacking up together. He drives to this house and it's pouring down rain. And he gets out and he enters the house. Leaves the car running. 
leads the car running, enters the house. He's drenched, right? His face is sopping wet from from the rain, and he walks in the house and he doesn't wipe it off. Like he, there's a couple scenes where he's just got wet face. That is so unrealistic to me. The first thing you do, right, is you just kind of like wipe the. You have to. You're in a house, mm-hmm. don't you? When you do that, just kind of try to get your face dry real quick. He's walking around. Wet face. I didn't realize this was one of those wet face movies. Yeah. And uh, doesn't doesn't get a paper towel on it. Doesn't put a short shirt sleeve to it. He's just dripping. Like and then when he leaves the the house later on, Nicole Kidman gets wet faced. They never get that far with her. You know what happened? Now <laughs> he does not interrupt it. He lets them go throw it. Yeah, that's true. She does go upstairs. They do. Yeah, he he's in the house when he the revelation happens and they're they're totally filling each other up. And he's like stunned in the corner, couldn't believe what's happened before his eyes, and then he kind of skulks away. He doesn't confront I mean, them. He, he lets them go upstairs and scream into each other. Yeah, they definitely. And then that kid, he travels <laughs> this house. He what? He levitates up <laughs> from his house to the, <laughs> to the beach. Yeah, yeah, he gets over there and he. So there's a CPR dummy introduced early in the film, and I thought it, it, they, it's creepy as shit because its eyes oh, open. Oh, Junior. At, junior. It, its eyes open at the dumbest time. And right. I, was, I was like, that was a weird scene. Little did I know we get a second appearance, but it all spirals into the into the climax where Alec, well, Bill Pullman and Nicole have this meeting where he basically puts his cards on the table and indicates that the boy next door has has seen her do incriminating things. Yeah, well, he, he, he figures out that she ejected herself with some kind of thing that made her have these ovary problems, right? To but get also get super fertile. Well, yeah, but that's what, that's what she says. She's like, oh, that's to make me fertile. And he was like no that it can also cause cysts and if you put too much in it and i have a witness this the little boy you bet you wish i got curtains because he saw alec baldwin injecting you with that shit you dumb dummy and, and she's, she's losing her shit so she uh she goes to alec and basically says we're gonna kill this kid that's all he's got is that dumb kid let's go kill him and, and alec like i will not be party to such shenanigans yeah baldwin box i will be the no star kid. witness against you if you do if you hurt a child she pulls a gun on him. Because, he, he always slaps her first. Because you remember with the medical creed, it's like, first do no harm, mm-hmm. right? I know, yeah. Except if it's a boy. And that was Tobin's credo, too. <laughs> and so he's like, I'm sorry I hit you. And he's walking away, and he hears this gun click. Or he, he hears he senses it. He turns around. He's like, don't. And he's like, look, you'll never shoot me. And she shoots him, and Twice. he takes it like a champ. Like he, The first time she shoots him, he's like, ow! Like he looks he's holding his kind of thrilled. He's gut shot, and he's like, shit, man, she's got moxie. Yeah, and, he, and then she shoots him again. She does the finishing And he blow. insta-dies that time. Yeah, he dies cute. I kind of curled up like a shrimp. <laughs> you know? He's a cutie on the floor. He is, yeah. Keeps his blood in him. It's very polite of him. It doesn't bleed out. Big vein of shit going down his back. <laughs> You're right, man. Prawn, <laughs> prone, same thing. I mean, you're right. She, he got krilled. <laughs> yeah, so he's super dead. And then she's like, plan, time to continue the plan. Gotta go kill the little kid. Now, at this point, she's full-on villain insane. Blows my mind that she's going on a murder to go. <laughs> and, and okay, so this is what's even better. Uh-huh. She discards the gun and goes for the ultimate killing weapon. It's a plastic bag. She's going to suffocate him with a cellophane. And this little dumbass plays music, right? Like, it's his big thing. Doesn't he always practice in some music? Mm-hmm. A keyboard or something. And she she, she calls Pullman. She's like, I got the money. Because Pullman's like, I want half. That's what his big thing is. Yeah. I'm not going to police. I want half. Yeah, and his little cute perfect hair is just trying so hard. And uh, she don't want to give him half. Baldwin's like, give it to him. Let's get out of here. We'll take $10 million and then leave. She doesn't want to. So she goes, she calls He's like, Pullman. or shoot me in the guts to death. 
And then she sees the mother leave the house. She sees Baldwin or um, Pullman leave the house. And then she goes into the house with, with murderous intentions. And you, that, you and know it's not going to work out for no, her. No, we right? know it's going to be like in Nighthawks when Stallone is dressed as Lindsay And you Wagner. know who's going to be the little be playing the part of the little boy. But. Well, and then the, it, this very primitive little tune being played on the keyboard, and John Carpenter at his house saw this and shit his pants. <laughs> she tries to wrap plastic around the boy's face in his room. Unfortunately, it's the CPR dummy. She has an amazing reaction when she realizes it's not the real boy. She trashes the room. She starts throwing the dummy around, hitting against the bunk beds. <laughs> she goes nuts. I thought she thought he's been a CPR dummy all this time. Baldwin or um, Pullman is comes up behind her and goes, you've been caught, baby, and something like that. And she runs at him, and then they go over the balcony together. Like, she's in full-on insane mode. And the dummy goes over with them, but they, they corrected that. So then they show the dummy through, like, the broken uh, with its creepy banister. eye blown out. It looks like Deadly Friend's face. Anyway, she gets caught. The police come in. You know, baby, baby knew her. She's disguised as the, mo- the nurse mom. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They go to prison. And then Nicole Kidman realizes that she's been played. She sees the little boy. The boy's blind. Pullman, he's got a little a cane when he comes home. Pullman had alley-ooped her. Yeah. And she's kind of thrilled about it in a way. She's like, <laughs> not bad, you know? Not bad, yeah. Maybe I was right all along to be riding you, you know, up and down. Maybe I wasn't pretending. And then she's like, crap, I was getting off on the thought of somebody watching us. He's blind. I got to get, I got to pull some of them back. 555-7548 is the number she dials on her car phone, though, to get a hold of Bill. Really? Oh, yeah. You zoomed in. (laughs) You actually did the show. Premise. And it's over. And everyone goes home. Oh, what about them traipsing on the beach together, Kidman and Baldwin? Oh, that's and a scene. He keeps correcting her because she, you know, he's like mad that she uses who instead of whom. It's a fun little movie. It's of its age. I love Kidman. She's sucks. I don't think she sucks. She's 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 a great actress. I think in a lot of ways. Maybe I don't know. She has like a kind of femme fatale turn here, but it kind of works. She she gets to have the most fun in the movie. I don't think Pullman did. Uh, Tobin maybe Tobin is just thrilled to be on set. He kept his lair from this movie. <laughs> it's his office at home now. You know? And the funny thing is, I think his he parent, has. He comes from he descended from actors. I yeah. think he has roots in Boston too, so that accent was legit, probably. Yeah, Baby Newworth, maybe not. Double check that. I think she's she from Boston. I think she's done that that voice before. It's it's definitely an, an enhanced. But I, I know, and I was reading that him and Affleck and and Damon came up together. They were kind of a trio. Was he in Good Will Hunting? Yeah, he, he was the third ghost rider on Good Will Hunting. I heard them slip. Well, we have a huge zoom on Tobin Bell. Tobin's his last name. He put it first. And Bell is his mother's maiden name. His right. actual name is Joseph Henry Tobin Jr. It's a zoom. So Nicole winds up in prison, and that's a place where a lot of tattoos are made. So look, you hear that buzzing sound. You're wondering, mm-hmm. what can I get put on my flesh from malice? It's a good question. Mine's easy. I have got a tattoo of a ratty van. On my on my haunches, yeah, with a lone streetlight over it, you know, kind of a dark setting, and there's <laughs> a spray painted, you know, graffiti on the side of the van. Okay, it says, "If you hear screamus, it's just Lemus." <laughs> kind of a not a tribute to the "Don't come a knocking if the vans are rocking." Exactly. I'm getting a card tattooed on my shoulder, the Jack Clubs. Nice. Back. Now. And you know why it's important? Because it's going to have a couple meetings here. Let's hear it. Jack Clubs is in this movie. It's the card that Bill Pullman picks it's that Ann Bancroft presses him to pick from the deck of cards and then put back in the deck and shuffle it. And then she has it in her pocket, right? The Jack of Clubs. She angrily, he won't play along. He angrily 
right. exposes his card. But the Jack of Clubs currently is part of a poker cheating scandal that's happening right now where the this in the high, high stakes poker game a woman called a semi bluff by a very good poker player for like 160 grand it was like a huge pot 160 grand pot she had jack four jack of clubs four of diamonds or four something four hearts and um she she called his 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 his, his huge all-in bet with absolutely nothing and uh, so it's a, it's like people think that she cheated because like she was ahead, but she doesn't beat like almost anything that he's presenting there, even like ace high. So it doesn't matter. But she said one of her excuses is that she the board was there's two clubs and she said she had a straight and a flush blocker with the jack of clubs. There you go. I've got a zoom as well. That you fell asleep during that? No, the king of clubs. You know what the, you know what they say about that? What? Low energy. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's a low energy king cards anyway so yeah i'm gonna uh, it's a tribute to that hand and uh that and that that scandal in this movie jack of clubs popping up everywhere got an agent movie's over credits have rolled but mm-hmm. lo and behold there's a stinger at the end low extra scene yeah what you got good question remember that scene where alec baldwin at the beginning is doing the meticulous repair on that poor victim yes the first the first the victim. surgery mm-hmm. same idea not Alec doing the surgery, but because he's dead. But it's a group of people like that, and it's meticulous. They're, ha- you know, like what? It, like, there's a couple of terms that they use, like scalpel, and then what's the way they call it? With the washing the shit out with any Not irrigation it, or something. Irrigation like that. is yeah. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And irrigate it. It's very intense, and then it comes down and see they've repaired the CPR puppet. <laughs> he did have a busted face. Yeah, they repaired it. He did look demonic, but that's right. That's good. And, you know, the weird thing about that CPR dummy, it had those um, motion, the eyes. Like, when it was, like, it was right. laying back, it had eyes closed. But when you popped it up, it opened its yeah, eyes. Yeah, you, you revive it. It comes to life. It's weird. Yeah. If you do it, it, that's why they got rid of the dick part of it. Because the eyes would get really wide if you suck. Wow. So, <laughs> I my scene would be Nicole Kidman is in prison and her prison prison orange right she's just super sad like the other inmates are kind of bullying her and shoving her cutting her in line for yeah. grub and she's just super hang dog uh she's in the cell in her cell at night and she's like you know her her son is like give me your pillow you dumb idiot stupid and so Kim and she has to fold her shirt behind her to actually have a pillow she's getting super bullied she yeah. hears the squeaking cart. Oh no! Like the the magazine woman, like that's like uh, you know gives out the, the you know the the lending library, whatever they have in prison, and she hears a voice. Do you want a book on how to get out of this fucking place? And it's her mom. Her mom's come to rescue her from prison. Holy shit! Good for her. Love it. Part of the con, you know. She's she got a job at the prison. Long game. Think? Long game. It could be part of the con. Maybe this is if she. This is the the fallback plan making if she ends up in prison. Yeah, making some bathtub scotch. Scotch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on now, I I'm rooting for Kidman to pull out of this. See, the funny thing is, is that bears a striking resemblance to the sequel. Oh, you got to do a sequel to this thing, right? Oh yeah. yeah I've yeah. got an idea for a sequel that harkens to what you just said. Mm-hmm. Cole Kidman's in prison in her orange jumpsuit. <laughs> Things are weird. She's getting a little bullied. Yep. Doing stuff, you know, kicking her and her lack of ovaries and stuff. And her mom snuck into the prison. Okay. And is helping her to break out. And Kibben's like, I like the way you think, Ma, but I can't go alone. If you bust me out, you got to bust out my cellmate. Okay. Lemus. <laughs> I don't think Lemus is in the woman's prison. Wait, is Lemus he? is in the woman's prison. 
well. Because he had this, he had Joseph Summer as lawyer and got him a sweet ass deal. That is unfortunate. Well, the, for... they convinced the jury that he does not pose a threat to females. Oh, he's got a good lawyer. Yeah, good, yeah, excellent lawyer, super lawyer. He is her cellmate. Doesn't know that she was Andy Safian's ex, and so they are like peas in a fucking pod. And he has whittled things to make that little cell like a makeshift lair right. for them. And she is giddy. And, oh, my gosh, sharing stories, you know, playing cards also. And so Bancroft is a little miffed, to be honest, that she has to find a way to squeeze two people through. But lo and behold, this is like the great escape. Three of the most likable characters you can imagine. Well, at least you brought Tobin back into it during October. I do appreciate that. What about so you? Mine hinges on yours. You, Tobin's escaped prison. He he got out with Kidman. They get two psychos on the loose. Pullman living uh, large, living a lovely life with his new wife, Bibi Newworth. Nice. And just having just a lovely time. She's just as passionate as Nicole was. Fake passionate towards him. They're mm-hmm. having even though he's sterile, she doesn't care. She never wanted kids. It's just bliss. Right. Knock on the door. So um, is the bell? No. Oh, they, nobody rang the bell. So this is like I'm saying that this they, he gets he gets a call and he says, "Look, your ex-wife, she escaped. The guy that you put in prison, Tobin Bell." And he's like, "You? What do you mean the Earl? No, Tobin Bell. <laughs> he escaped as well." And they the last thing they wrote on the toilet and like um, boogers was, "They're coming for you, for you." Collective booger signature. He starts shitting his pants. He hears the door. He he wets himself and answers it. It's his brother, who's part of the BPRD Ape Sapien here. <laughs> Don't worry. Hellboy's right behind him. Right. They come to protect. What do you think? That's great. Even though it's Sapien, I like it. Wait, this is Sapien? Yeah. I thought it was Sapien. Are you sure? It's Sapien, yeah. I thought it was Sapien. But I got good news. They never make it. Give me a second. I'm going to check Because they, they both die in that car that they hijacked. Oh, okay. They died of a is booger it, shortage. Is it, is, it, is it Safian? All right, so that part doesn't work. It works great. I'm mad at myself, man. I was con- for <laughs> sure it was Safian in this. Safian's even worse. No, I hate that name. Safian is gross. Oh, you're so right. It's Safian. <laughs> Fuck this show and this fucking movie. You know what? <laughs> Screw it. You know, I'm actually, this... I'm pissed. I'm mad, man. I thought I'd tie, I thought I'd tie it, but I was able to tie in the elbow. I can't. Look, you got to have your own business associated with malice. How do you take that hard-earned? That's a good question. Yeah, mine's easy, really. A beacon of light in the suburbs for all to come. No dollar spared. Sure. Malice Palace. It's a burger joint, and it's a hodgepodge of everybody famous helped come up with recipes, you know. Sure. Gandhi's Burger is on there, famous meat eater. Um, you got Winnie Mandela's made a uh, peanut butter buster parfait. The son of Earl Warren of the Warren Commission has a lettuce wrap, you know? Sure. You got Mindy Cohn has put a uh, diet item together. God bless her. Gaddafi actually did a soup. You know, you got every, you know, and, and it's all themed around malice, of course. Yeah, the the movie. Yeah, not just not the uh, Harold yeah. Becker's famous milkshake from the set, which was, I mean, this yeah. it's it was it's uh, peppermints, burrito beans, ice cream, pencil shavings, and uh, wheat. Super good. 
Well, he, you know how old he is. He's, he's in his, his 90s. 80s, yeah. You find, the, find out the secret. And uh, the big coup de grace is they have their own version of a Happy Meal, which is a, a box that opens up and covers the child's head in cellophane and suffocates them and pulls them through a small portal onto a slide that stretches from the back of the restaurant near to the Earth's core, <laughs> depositing those people into a fiery inferno uh, where they are seen never again. How do they get there? They are sent on a slide out of the back of the restaurant, head covered in cellophane, so their screams are muffled, and they just tumble into oblivion. They're okay, though? They're f- fine. I mean, like, the they're the part of Earth's gaping maw. Parents are thrilled because they're drinking a weird milkshake with wheat and pencil shavings. An elixir, so to speak. Yeah. Like I said, this guy, he lasts. Yeah. And the, the, the restaurant was hit pretty hard by the health commission. Oh. Came and did an inspection and noticed that uh, Isabel Furman went through the tube too old. <laughs> Orphan herself. <laughs> did you get a picture of her put on the wall before she uh, hurled off into the abyss? Yeah. And the sign out front says, millions and millions sent down a tube into the earth's glistening core. Does it, does it use the word millions? because <laughs> that in of itself would have me intrigued to eat there uh mine is uh make a you know how craft beer is actually pretty popular right i know that yeah nev campbell loves it <laughs> fruits of balk huge my i would make a craft beer and it would mal ice you know and so what we would do is we would we get this we try to go after the stars to get them on the label. You know how sometimes they'll do to kind of tie it in? You know, yeah. you want to use the this movie as a gigantic hit, worldwide hit. Yeah. So you want to tie this tasty beer to that movie. and But unfortunately, we haven't been able to work out anything with Alec Baldwin, Nicole Kidman. Tobin Bell actually was on board for a few months, but he got over eager, wanted to taste the beer, wanted to have artistic control of the way he looked. Yeah. He wanted his hair a certain... Unlike in real life. Yeah. Got too eager, so we dropped him for Ann Cusack. Ooh. The waitress, she played the. I don't know if you remember, she played the waitress yeah. in this that uh, Nicole Kidman was angry at. And we have her uh, her picture is her shocked face when Nicole Kidman is yelling at her. So that's our direct tie-in to the movie. Mal Ice. Mal Ice. So we do a little Mal Ice light as well. The lawyer from the movie, yeah, was Joseph it, Summer. Yeah, do a Joseph Summer shandy. So what we'll do, he's in the light beer, and what we'll do is instead of the tequila worm that they'll use in tequila, we actually get a lock of his hair we'll put at the bottom of the doesn't have much of spare bottle. no but he his side hair his summer hair mm-hmm. yeah and his so side hair he got you know he gets oh, oh the side. i'll tell you like talking about like ribcage side i was like gross <laughs> yeah you sprinkle it's a fine if it's from his head but mm-hmm. i ain't drinking no beer from his yeah, and then then big bold under his picture on there we don't recommend you drinking the hair but it's in there yeah you can shake it around so that's it yeah mile ice mile ice light Yum. We're in about 30 stores right now. Look, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of Malice. What shape does your performance take? Man, that's a good question. I mean, this is something that I've been thinking about since we watched this. What, what, who would I be in here? I'm an ovary influencer. You know, I've kind of gotten ahead of the fray. <laughs> I just do cool shit with ovaries. You know, try to inf- you know get people really engaged. So I am dressed as an ovary. <laughs> like Slim Goodbody, sort of? Yes. That yeah. tape? Yeah. And I am, and I'm, you know, the internet hasn't really gotten big yet. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm really having to cut corners and kind of get people, you know, get ahead of it. TikTok ain't around yet. Instagram's not born. You know, I carry like Texas Instruments 99 with me and I type in, you know, I've got like sound effects that'll play that sound like the internet. Mm-hmm. And I will try just really do some really wicked shit with ovaries and try to get people really engaged. Sometimes I'll curl up into a ball and roll out of a building as an ovary. Oh, wow. I am uh, the character i'm in this like a uh, known a superhero known to the city as the night rant that's my a superhero character i dress up in fluorescent green with some orange highlights like some orange cuffs mm-hmm. I'm still workshopping the costume but i you know i like to be visible i'm a little nervous about getting hit by cars because it is night i want people to be able to see me i don't want to and so i'm you know kind of doing my best to bring justice to people in the city to to improve people's lives to save people's lives and what have you done city. about the rapes? I haven't haven't heard of it. I don't keep up with the headlines. Didn't know that was going on. In fact, you know, my bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, once Tobin's been caught by Bill Pullman, get a little blushy and a little embarrassed. I had first I heard. Yeah, I had uh, been following closely. There was a uh, overzealous, you know, overzealous, <laughs> overzealous guy that rolls out of buildings as an <laughs> ovary. I've been keeping tabs. Yeah. Yeah. I've been this guy. I don't know if he's up to good, no good. What? And so I've been. Yeah, that's that's been my main. The night they call me the night rant. I raised sixty eight dollars for <laughs> doing the ovary challenge. Sure. Yeah, I got a bunch of people to you know roll into a, like a, a, fold up into a ball and roll out of buildings. Oh, awesome! For, man. To cure ovaries. To cure them, huh? <laughs> now imagine me, you rolling out of a building, and I punch you as you're coming out. Fuck that, off, Metroid. I think it's a. T- <laughs> So yeah, that's it. That's that's my character. Look, you got to incorporate something from Malice into your everyday life, ritual and mantra. You, you do, know, huh? Some sort of penance. Well, I think I'll just do what I was complaining about earlier, which was when Pullman walks into that house that hadn't been rained on, and he doesn't wipe his face. Yeah. Maybe the director's onto something. Maybe Pullman's onto something. When I get rained on, I just won't, won't wipe my face. Yeah. I will just let it naturally dry. It looks psychotic, but I'm gonna yeah. do it. You stay. You try stay. it out. I'm gonna at least do it. You stay wet. I'm going to stay wet. I'm going to give it a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. And see if this works out for me. Maybe you hit some kind of, if you keep your face wet, maybe you hit some kind of like, maybe there's an lock some kind of. Or maybe it just keeps your pores clean and you know, you're good. Yeah. A key to success. Maybe it improves your life. Work for somehow. Bill. I, um, I've seen the horror and the terror and the repercussions of not having a light bulb spare handy. So I stack them. I got light bulbs within reach at all times. Right. Because I have this, this this horrible image of me going to search for a light bulb and finding a lair. So I'm just surrounded by them. I look like fucking Edison in this. I go to Kroger, clean them out. I don't want to save the world. I don't want to, you know, be a hero. I don't want to like sma- Night Rant. <laughs> I don't want to smash a, smash a rapist with a fire extinguisher. You don't want to do I that. don't. Yeah. No, I want a hero to do that. Boy, it's, it's paid off, man. You, you don't see me in the dark. See Kathy Lee Crosby though. Look, you're an island. You've been in all these many years. You gotta take something with you, man. What are you bringing? Uh, island? What would I take? You're asking. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Man, dummies. <laughs> Interesting. I take little Ricky. Oh, the cat that saw too much at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the cat that traumatized. Has, just traumatized from the attack, and has. I don't know if you saw him, but he he's introduced. He's got two little pink bells around his neck, and they ring, and he's a, and a third bell standing around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and he is petrified and is making the bells ring, you mm-hmm. know, and um, I would take him to my island and I would just dote on that cat and just try to 
to bring him out of it. He's like, he just stares at walls. Like he doesn't, you know, I have to kind of get a syringe and, and feed him seawater. I don't know what, he won't eat anything, you know. That'll kill him. You'd think. <laughs> but he's thriving somehow. I don't understand. Everything I do wrong makes this cat thrive. Meanest thing you've done on this show. Since day one, meanest thing you've done. Just feed the cat seawater? Is take the cat. What do you mean? Take her, it. Her body repaired, getting wheeled out of the hospital to go home. The one thing that's kept her alive through this is knowing that Miss Little Ricky's at the house waiting for her. My trauma, I have my companion to get me through this. She goes, there's a little dusty footprint where you picked Little Ricky up and took him away. That's true. It is pretty mean. It's pretty great. Yeah, I left a note, though. Oh. But yeah, so I, I think I, I can't take... I just... little. What a great name for a cat, yeah. by the way. I wouldn't change a thing about it. Little Ricky, right? Yeah. And then I would just try to recreate, like, on a dummy, the attack that he witnessed, but try to cutify it sometime, <laughs> somehow, you know? How could you improve on... Just cutify it. Like, just... And you would you take... Okay, take turns. Sometimes the dummy is Tobin. Sometimes the dummy is... Just, like, hug... And then, you know, just hug the, hug the dummy and then sit it down and then we watch, like, TV together. Okay. You know, just try to program hopefully bring right. the cat back it's not working i i like to have a sense of uh gamesmanship on my island of course there's a lot of rough hewn paths throughout my wooded areas and my stony areas and my cliff faces I figured i'd give you know I, I think people should earn their keep have a challenge so i got that little kid clip plopping around the island with his little cane see what's what you know sure clip plop looking around mm-hmm. well you know just like a sentinel that patrols the perimeter sure hopefully Hopefully not hitting them cliffs, you know. Well, loose gravel can mean a whirlwind for him, but it's worth a try. A little nice staccato pattern going up in the clip-clop in the hills. But in the evenings, I hear him searching around. You know, i got a porridge. I'll, I'll porridge if he ever finds his way back. It gets cold. That's what I got out there. I got a little specimen roaming the countryside. So you take a blind child from his home, from his mom, put him on an island, and feed him cold porridge. Kindest thing you've done since the start of the show. I will send him over there to cradle the seawater dead cat. That cat did not. Nesting dog.